Like which one shows up the cheekbones? Which which one? I'll go warm today. I'll go warm today. <laughs> Normally I go cold. I was debating between uh warm or white. I'll go warm. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean with the sun and everything, you got that like extra crispy brown skin going on. Like Man, with the that fried golden chicken brown. is golden brown and the fried chicken is like perfect, you know. So Man, the Popeyes. The Popeyes, yes. <laughs> That's I got right. the Popeyes. Not the KFC. That shit can be white sometimes. So that's <laughs> nah, you don't want that. So no, nah, that's good. It's a good filter. Good vibe. On a serious note. Yeah. Um well it's not that serious. Well depending on how you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited uh, for a second. They say that um when your skin glows, it's because you're vibrating highly. So my I've heard that before lately. So yeah. Something in the air, huh? Feeling the maybe something in the air, vibrations? something in my energy, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think it's but, I think it's summer because summer seems to it seems to agree with you. So like absolutely, absolutely. You know, you're, you're in your spirituality realm and you're feeling all the nature around you and all the vibes and the symmetry. I, I can I can see why you'd be vibrating at a high frequency. The symmetry. The symmetry. I'm over <laughs> here just like miserable and cold. So my vibes are all off. But it's August now, so it's I'm, getting closer. I'm one step closer to to my time. My time. Mm. Mm. I love autumn. I would write a love note to Autumn and just everything. <laughs> I mean, I kind of already wrote one to you about Autumn. <laughs> everything I love about this fucking season coming up. And it's just, you can't beat it, man. I don't care what anybody says. You can't beat fall. It's just a perfect season. Especially man, in the Midwest, Autumn, man. Woo. Man, Autumn just seems like a fine girl that you'll fall for. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's very so, accurate. It's very accurate. Hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. you know, Summer is that girl you tried to get in high school and then she thought she was too good for you after like, Mm, maybe letting you hit it once and then she's like yeah you know what? i'm going back to bobby and the football team <laughs> you know that's summer that's summer Winter, i'm going back to bobby he has a d1 scholarship I'm- <laughs> exactly yes you already know bobby bobby is the same dude in every fucking high school boucher boucher <laughs> oh bob boucher was actually kind of nice though this is you know bobby fucks that's what i'm gonna call him <laughs> my mama said my, my mama said my, my, my mama right. said <laughs> <laughs> and then let's see winter is like that cold drama bitch who just mm. the time it's of like, day just it, it's that it's that quiet cold toxic woman yeah but she's just fine yeah and you don't know how to break that frozen tundra that's exactly i like it i like you that know? <laughs> yeah it's very enticing she's very enticing but very enticing mysterious <sighs> very cold. intimidating intimidating yes absolutely mm-hmm. especially if you don't have a car if you do have a car probably still pretty cold to you but they don't <laughs> talk to you unless you unless you have some kind of vehicle at least in high school at least in my experience man i think that's the only reason i even had a car was just to impress the ladies and that did, that did not work so hey at the time it seemed like a great idea absolutely it didn't cost me much I, I, my first car was like 1500 bucks so hey, man. now this is a long time nowadays. ago you can't find that shit nowhere no nah. You can't even find a fucking scooter for that little bit of money. So that shit's ridiculous. I no, can't yeah, I imagine what it costs today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my Audi. So I was looking for a beater. Yeah. I couldn't find anything decent less than like 7,000. I'm like, damn. damn. Just damn, for a beater. I, I don't want to pay that much for a beater. Right. That's probably still like 125,000 miles on that shit. Yeah. Fucking cigarette I just, I just burns. I could, yeah. You know, I just wanted something I could just drive for the meantime. Right. And then when I fix my Audi, just sell it. Because I don't awesome. need two cars. What's gonna say? What's the update with the Audi? I haven't heard oh, things so, in weeks. Yeah, man, it's been taking longer than expected. Me and uh, my friend who's supposed to fix it, we just been having scheduling issues. To be honest with you, I get you. Um, but I ordered a lot of the parts today. Mm. Um, I basically ordered everything but the body. So everything but the bumper and no, I ordered the headlights. 
Yeah, the bumper. Everything but the front bumper. So okay. um, all the insides, all the guts. All the guts. Uh, so like the radiator, uh, radiator fan support, the things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so whenever they get in, um, we'll be ready to go. There you go. So there, there's hope. This kind of a Frankenstein project, but oh yeah, there's hope. Um, I just yeah. ran into a little uh fucking hiccup though because I don't know who did it. Doesn't matter who did it, but uh, so I went outside in the garage and I noticed that one of my doors were open. What? I don't know how long it was open, but it killed the battery. Oh my god! What? Yeah, fucking ass. Yeah. So Dude. we just got to recharge the battery, which isn't a big deal, but no. it's just another thing I got to do. Wow, I'm, I'm assuming it's not parked in a garage or something. It's just on the streets. Oh no, it's in the it's in the garage. It's in the garage. And someone still got in there. What the fuck? Uh, I think I don't know. I don't was know how pops, it got open. Was your pops doing something in that car? Hey, I was thinking that. Um, I know one time we had some people <laughs> over. It could have been that. I don't know. I don't know who That's did true. it. Because when I go in my car, I only open up the driver's side door. That's how you know you're the car owner. <laughs> you know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. I don't open any door for the driver's side door. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, so okay, some some fuckery might have happened here. Yeah, I mean, doesn't matter what happened, but. I got to deal with it now, so just got to recharge the That's trash. One more yeah. thing on the fucking list, but hey, at least there's hope. At least it went from hopeless to hopeful. Hopeful. That's great. That's great shit. Hopeful. Oh, I digress from the original point. What's a spring chick? Oh, damn. <laughs> spring. Mm. Well, her name is probably April. Ah, uh, or May. <laughs> or May. <There> you <laughs> I have go, a cousin yeah. named May. Oh, <laughs> see, there you go. See? I feel like spring is like the one that's like like you practice like the practice girl like you kind of work out the kinks with april or may and then kind of get ready for the hot girl summer like she's that in between her that's that's not a bad assessment i don't think not so. bad like, at all i'd say hot, spring is, cold. spring is the more erratic yeah you know more unpredictable right. don't really know what you're getting yourself into pretty exciting and that's what enhances her looks you know what i mean absolutely so she, she's probably more on the average spectrum. Exactly. Her personality, her uniqueness, her unpredictability is what puts her over. I like that. Mm-hmm. That actually makes a lot of sense. I may know some girls who are like that growing up, too. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Could... It's, yeah. There's a, there's, I'm sure there's some stories there. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably oh, play the music before Rachel hears this. And, uh... I mean, I <laughs> did stories for you, not for me. But <laughs> if, But yes, we could definitely start the music right now. One, two, three. That's just lit. <laughs> I fucking love that song. It's so good. It's so good. Just randomly. Whoever made that song, again, you made it royalty-free, so we don't owe you a fucking dime, but you have our eternal thanks, because that song is a banger. And it's because of that gawk gawk. That was me. That part was me, because you decided Mad to producer. bless us. Yes. So I had to go overboard and produce it a little bit extra, put a little flavor on that. But that original track is still pretty fucking hot, though. So, yeah. so yes, it's a collaborative effort. For the yes. three of us, so thank you, mystery person, whoever made that. Great you job. Were, it's like you, you were, you were Dre, you're Doctor Dre, and I was right. I was Ice Cube, and then other dude was um someone, <laughs> a producer <laughs> in the back, one of those, one of those dudes. producer in the back, right? One the of those sampler, guys, they got a sampler. The sampler. Beat. 
There yeah, you there go. go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, how's your week going, sir? Um, man, a little rocky. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, yeah, that's not good. A little rocky, but um, overall, um, I mean, I can't complain. Um, hiccups I mean, happen. You could, you could complain. I, this is your show. I could, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to because You're not going to. No, because it's not worth complaining over when I still got to go wake up and deal with my issues. You know what I mean? You're not wrong. So Sometimes. why would I sit around and pout about it? I'm gonna have to deal with it anyway. I might as well just deal with it. Atta boy. Not pout. That's what real um, men do. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. We'll just I'm deal trying. with it. Um, but man, other than that, man, um, I'm actually looking forward to my weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I'm going back to the land. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> you need but like it's... a dual citizenship between here and Minnesota, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm going back to the land. What's it? Um, what's the game this time? <laughs> um, no, um, so one of my good friends, um, who used to live in Milwaukee that moved there is having uh, a baby. Oh, so, nice. Uh, he's having like, it's kind of like a, well, they already know the gender, so it's just kind of like a baby shower, I guess. Oh, sure. Um, so we're going to be over there kicking it, having nice. a good time with the homies. Uh, we, 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 we've had this plan for like maybe two months. Okay. Yeah. So really looking forward to it, especially after this rocky week. Deserve yeah, to have me a little bit of fun, man. Just get to unwind. Um, paying fucking bills and shit. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, oh, you buying telling? car parts. Ah, uh, yeah. It well, never I mean, fucking fails, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. That, that's life. You know, it's not always going to be up. That is true. That is true. Yeah, man. I, I feel that. Especially when it comes to paying bills, man. Um, Man, don't get a dog. Let me just put it this way. I'm going to complain for a second because this is my show, too. Um, So yesterday, normally I work from home on Tuesdays. And about 6 a.m. yesterday, kids wake me up and they go, oh, toast, our dog. Oh, she puked. And I said, oh, okay. I mean, that happens. You know, dogs puke up, shit, whatever. So I, yeah. I get up. I was going to clean it up. I'm already fucking groggy and shit. I usually get up at 6 to go work out. But I was like, oh, fuck, you know, like, this is like the one time I get to sleep for an extra hour. So that shit was already out the window. Because once I told you before, I'm a light-ass sleeper. So once I wake up, I'm fucking up, even mm -hmm. with all the best intentions. So anyway, get up. I'm like, okay, I'll clean up the puke and just be done with it. And it's like a fucking pile of vomit by my back door. But with the vomit, there's like a a pile of undigested food. And I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. Because normally she, you know, she pukes. It's like, it's just vomit. It's just liquid, you know? So it looked like the food. It looked like the food she ate the night before. But it was, you know, soft and green and shit. But it was just a pile of just food. And I was like, well, what the fuck? So I cleaned that shit up. Disgusting. And try to go back to sleep. That shit wasn't happening. Kids gave her like some water or whatever. But another hour goes by, and now it's getting close for me to time to get up and you know clock in and shit. And she pukes again, and that shit was like more pukey, less food. So mm. I was like, that's fucking weird. Now, mind you, this is inside my house. Now that she's outside puking. She's puking like in the fucking house. I'm like, what the fuck? So okay, cleaning up again. Cool. She's still acting fine. Fucking dick. So I can't think anything's fucking wrong with her. It's like, okay, fine. Start working, doing my thing. You know, maybe another couple hours goes by right by the back door again. I'm like, what the fuck? So at this point, I'm getting nervous. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I should probably just call a vet and just at least ask him and see what they think. Because it could be like a stomach ache or she might have ate some bullshit outside. Who the fuck knows? So call the vet. Luckily, and this has never happened before. They're like, you know, if you want to bring her in we do have openings like in like a half an hour i was like oh fuck yes cool 
That never fucking happens. It's like, oh, we have an opening in two weeks from now. Fucking assholes. So, <laughs> now let me put a disclaimer and say, I, I have nothing against veterinarians across the country. One of my great friends is a vet. I think she's a vet or vet tech. Love her to death. So, nothing against vets at all. They are very important people. However, I get the dog to the vet, and she's acting just fine. Get get her checked out. You know, they do the whole rubber belly and do the whole fucking test and all that shit. And they do a rectal exam. You know, put the rubber glove on and stick the finger up the butthole, all that shit. And I'm just like, okay, Uh-oh. cool. And she's, you know, Tosa's doing well. Everything's cool. And so they come back, and they're like, okay, well, here's a couple options, because we just don't know. We haven't done a lot of tests on her. Plus, she's young. And she still had a lot of energy. So she's they're like, hey, you can either do like option A, which is like, we'll give her a shot of like some anti-nausea medicine and we'll give her some bland food. You can take that with you and then just feed her that for the next few days and just see how she does. Because it could just be nothing. It, they didn't feel anything inside of her belly. I'm like, okay, what's option B? And they go, option B is like, well, we run some tests, do x-rays and blood work and fecal samples, all you know, the, the whole nine yards. And they mm-hmm. go, like, that would tell us if it's, like, a bacterial thing or, like, a liver or a kidney thing. You know, it could be a lot of different things or it could be nothing. So, they're like, that one's a little more expensive. So, let me run it all down for an invoice for you and then you can make your decision from there. In my head at that point, I'm like, the cheaper option. Whatever the fucking cheaper option is, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They give me the shit back. I choose option A and she's doing great. Uh, spoiler alert. She's fine. Fucking option A was like two hundred and fifty fucking dollars, and I'm like, y'all charging me two fifty to stick a finger in her asshole? Like, wait, that can was they pay me it? to do that? Right, I couldn't <laughs> call you. I will put the glove on myself. Like two fifty, and yeah, I know it's also for the medicine and for the food they gave me. Cool, but two fifty? Like, I wouldn't, man. If this was my no. kids, I'd be saying the same fucking thing. Two fifty for y'all put a th- thermometer in their t- under their tongue. Two fifty, bro, to check her asshole for five seconds, and it was like a boop. That was it. Two fifty, please. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So that's all. The dog is fine. I was with the dog, like, you better have something serious happening to you right now because what the fuck? And I love toast. Don't get it wrong. I'm, I'm saying some of this tongue in cheek, but that first ten minutes looking at that fucking bill, I'm just like, I look back at the dog, and she's making eye contact with me, like, sorry, dad, and I'm looking at her, like, motherfucker, you're lucky this ain't old yeller, like. <laughs> Because, man, I'm not the one. I'm not made of money. Spoiler alert, if anybody didn't know this, I'm not a rich man. I didn't win the lottery. I've been playing the fucking lottery for the last two fucking weeks trying to win this 1.2 bill. You feel me? Because I would love to have those fucking problems. But I didn't win yet. No one's won Mega Millions. That shit's up to 1.2. Just in case you need to win something. But, I'm about to go buy a ticket tomorrow. I yep. haven't bought one yet. Yep. This is the in time my entire life. This is the only time I ever buy lottery tickets. Is if, if the jackpot gets historic, then I'm like, I spend ten bucks. Ten bucks to change my life in my future generations forever. Sure, fuck it, fuck it. I can honestly live off of just seventy, sixty k. Right. Let me get a hundred grand. I'm yeah. good. I'm and fucking great. Very comfortable. So you know, one point two. <laughs> I'm going I'm to uh. pay some money to go knock out Elon Musk. That's the kind of money I'd have at uh. that point. That's the fuck everybody money. So Wait, hold on. Real question, real question. Y- yes, Since sir. you brought it up. I don't know if you're done with your story that, but just a question. Yeah, that's I about to it. Up. She's fine. I'm out 250, and her butthole is very tender. Great. So the, don't, the vet don't get has an OnlyFans for... Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. God. Uh. Uh, so if you did hit the lotto, Mm. What would you do with all the money 
that you don't live off of? <laughs> I love this question because I talk about this a lot. To anybody who will <laughs> listen to it, I've always had a plan for if I ever won the lottery, what the fuck I would do. Mm. The number one thing, fucking security. All these motherfuckers are just walking out here. Oh, I won $300 million and they don't get anyone to watch their back. Fuck that. If I, I don't know this, the law in Wisconsin. I don't know if I can give it anonymously or not, but if I can't, I'm getting a bouncer real fucking fast, real fast. <laughs> Next up, fucking lawyer, financial advisor. You have to have those three fucking things. You have to, mm. because if you are out here blowing your money without any kind of guidance, a lot of people don't understand, like when you win that much money, like even after taxes, that's still what half a bill. Yeah, that is. Not only is it generational, not only is it life-changing, that puts you in such a stressful tax bracket, yes. and you go from zero to a hundred for your livelihood for just the shit that you haven't even bought yet. The fact that you have the money puts you in that bracket. So if you don't have some licensed expert guiding you and investing and putting some shit away, putting shit in a trust, putting shit in writing, that this is where the money needs to go to be protected. For your loved ones, if you don't have that, you are one of these motherfuckers going broke within two years because you went out and bought three fucking mansions. I saw the dude who won $2 billion a few months ago. First thing he did was bought a $25 million mansion. Second thing he did, bought another mansion in his hometown. I'm like, bro, you brought two mansions in like three months? Like, You can only sleep in one. Right. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't even think the other mansions for his family. Dumb. I think he just has it. Like, And I get real estate and all that shit's good for your portfolio. That's great business to be in. But dude, he might have a financial advisor for all I know. The point is, for all you motherfuckers who don't think that's like one of your first steps, you are mistaken. Get a licensed professional to help mm. guide your shit because that is a whole different level of living that you never thought possible. That is buy anything you want in this entire lifetime kind of money. Like, mm -hmm. you got to be smart about it. Other than that, long story short, after all that shit's taken care of, clearly I'm paying off all debts. Duh. Building my own house. Nothing crazy, but something we can afford and mm -hmm. not to worry about the real estate taxes. And I'm not going to go nuts. I'm not somebody who's going to be like, let me go buy a fucking Lamborghini and a fucking Maserati. You know, like, I'm, I like cars, but I don't need a whole garage full of them. One nice nice. one. Get the wife a Range Rover. She's always wanted a Range Rover. I'll get her like the best Range Rover she can fucking buy. Blacked out mm -hmm. and everything. Cool. Other than that, I think, you know, creating a couple businesses. I'm trying to make some fucking jobs. Oh, fucking yeah. investments. Investing in some big companies because I want my wealth to make wealth. That's mm -hmm. how you fucking do that. Mm -hmm. And giving back a lot to the community. I've always said, if I won the lottery, man, like I'm feeding hungry. I'm helping build schools, whatever, man. Like there is something that I can give back to the world and leave a mark. That's going to help people for generations. Fucking cancer research, big time money to that. Like that's how much money $1 billion is. I can do all of that and still have money for my great, great, great grandchildren. Like, mm. You just got to be smart about it. What about you? Now I'm mm. curious. Man, um, pretty similar to yours, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. Um, I say the only difference is I wouldn't hire a financial advisor. No? No. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just trust myself. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Myself. I'm just saying it's a gamble. Um, and this is the ironic part is you and I are ex-financial advisors. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like we used That's to why I trust myself. So I definitely <laughs> trust myself, too. I know I wouldn't blow it. My thing is more about, like, not having to worry about it, not having to micromanage. Because, again, that's mm. so much money 
that you have to micromanage it. It's not one of those like set it and forget it kind of things. Like there's so many gifts. Like if I have a hundred bucks in my wallet or my account or something in my head, I'm counting every penny. But when you win a billion, you're not counting every penny, but you really should have somebody who is. I will probably be that guy to count every billion. Yeah. <laughs> you're like every, like we're, yeah. like Scrooge McDuck, you know, what every coin is out of the vault, every, every penny, um, every penny. I know how much is in every trust. Yeah. I know how much I'm investing in this stock, that stock. Hey, I, um, more power too. If you can handle all that, man, I do it. I personally wouldn't. I'm not saying it's a bad idea to do it. Um, maybe it'd probably be better for me if I if I did it. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not putting that past me. But I, me personally, knowing me, I wouldn't just because one, I have trust issues. Uh, I don't want people I don't even know watching my money. I was know? just gonna say that too. Like it has to be somebody you trust, though. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. People are greedy, has bro. Yeah. Uh, if if anything, I I'd hire people in my family. Yeah. I'd hire people close to me. Um, That's because, risky. well, I know who, I know who close to me would be able to fit such and such role. Right. So I know who would be a good bodyguard. Gotcha. I know, I know who has aim, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know I who has you. aim. I got you. Um, <laughs> shoot or shoot, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I know who's business savvy. I know who's been investing in stocks since they were 16 years old. Yes. So I, I got a pretty good idea of who I would hire if I do hire people and it'd just be people close to me. Yeah. Um, I would see how much money I would, I would calculate how much money I would need to live off. Like I said earlier, probably 60, 70 K. Yeah. I'm cool that's, with that that's right good. now. No kids, just me. I'm cool Woo! with that. That's more than enough. I'm taking vacations every year. I don't give a damn. <laughs> more than enough. Champagne I don't need room much. all the time. Yes. <laughs> Look, I don't need much. Right. That's good. Man. Um, and one thing I always wanted to do uh, that's always been on my mind. If I ever come up on some cash, and this is the biggest thing I would do. So when I was younger, um, my mom, my sister, and I, we stayed in like a homeless shelter. Oh wow! So I want to either buy that homeless shelter, re you know, refurnish it and yeah, re renovate it and make it you know what I'm saying into what I want an updated, luxurious version of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, create jobs and. Things of that nature in the community. Yeah, man. Through that too. Um, that's one thing I've always wanted to do. Um, that's what's sure, up. And I would, I would definitely put, uh, you know, my mom and my sister in, in that, that little trio, that that little business of deciding yeah. what you should do with this and that. Yeah, I would definitely that's, do that. That's dope, man. I really love that. Hey, man, I appreciate that, man. Um, and then for my pops, he always wanted a Corvette. I buy him a yeah. Corvette. Yeah. Yeah. I buy them a Corvette. That, yeah, that won't break the bank. Corvettes are, you know, they're nice, but it ought to be yeah. crazy, crazy. Yeah, no, my dad, Um, I remember when I was younger, he's always been into, like, American muscle cars, which is weird, because normally Asian dudes are into fucking Honda Civics. In I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You beat me to it. I was like, it's a Honda Civic, isn't it? But I get it, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a hey, Honda Civic. Civic. Civics were dope though. That's the thing. They're so customizable. They're, fast. they're very for, fast. You know, for, for what you for what you get them for. They're fast. That's right. That's right. Um but yeah, he always wanted a vet. He's always driven like yellow Mustangs and fucking shit like nice. that. Yeah. Hell so yeah. I'll get him a vet. That's funny you mentioned that. I actually had a, a poster of a yellow Mustang on my wall for like ten years growing up. It, it had to be yellow. That American <laughs> yellow. muscle yellow is a yes. classic. That's the look. Absolutely yes. Oh Man. my god. That's great. Those are see just why can't we win the lottery? It's got to be the chumps out in Pennsylvania and fucking California always winning the fucking money. They already have money. Like, uh, man, where's the, the story? 
And that yeah. blew it all. <laughs> oh, blew it all. And they don't give a shit. Like, oh, another another hundred million? No big deal. Like, man, give, <laughs> give it to give it to the ones. I know it's a, I know it's all lottery and chance, but like spirits, give it to the ones who are gonna actually change to the world. Give I me swear the vibes. Man. man. Oh my god. You know what we didn't mention? What's that? We should get a studio. Oh, we've been That's about one that. thing I would do. I would probably get us a little studio or something. A little studio, man. Hey, I, I gotta be man. modest. I gotta be modest. If that was the case, this is gonna be I'd a be long buying... downtown. That's all. Exactly. I was gonna say, like a small <laughs> staff. You know, do the producing and all that shit. Like, get a small staff, decent sized studio with you know mm-hmm. all you know customized fixings, that kind of thing. But absolutely, yes, that would be a no brainer. Like, yes. put put the whole thing on YouTube and just you mm-hmm. know live. Live streaming everything. That'd be fucking dope, too. But hey, Cameras and shit. Ne- um, right. You never know. If we get big enough on our own, that could still be a possibility. I don't need a lottery for that one. You're right. That's why we didn't mention it. That's right. We I just thought I'd bring it up because... There you go. No, it's 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 up yeah. here, too. But we, we can manifest that without mm-hmm. having to break all odds ever and win the lottery. So Yeah. <laughs> I take some time, but slow grind is the best grind. Anyway, I wanted to ask you another question that... Came to my mind. I had my fucking workout this morning. Fucking crushed it. Shoulders on fire. But fun question for you. I want to know two things. One, on your workout playlist, what is a song you have to listen to every workout? Every workout. (laughs) Bro, why would you ask me this? I have to. Because I have I have a must listen to. And I'm a I'm not I'm not gonna say the second question yet, but I want to know your first one first before I ask you the second one. It's funnier. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Yep, so yep. I'm no matter what I do, I'm always on the other end of the spectrum. Sure. But Love Faces by Trey Songs. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? That gets you hyped? <laughs> man, listen, it's something about that that slow grind. You know what I mean? I guess. It's it's something about that that intimate R and B soul music that gets me the best contraction and stretches on my movements i don't know why it helps me focus better um i'm not hearing all these snares and 808s which is cool don't get me wrong that's cool that's fine that's fine um but i think for my body it prefers slower music because naturally i'm already a pretty like energetic guy okay it helps me focus and not get too high and kind of level me off so i can focus properly to lift the weight or whatever i'm doing with intent Hmm. I, I kind of see what you mean. Like the way you described it was a little sexual, but <laughs> but I kind of get it. Like if you're just looking for a consistent pace, which see, it still sounds sexual. It sounds like you're banging something. A um, consistent stroke. Consi- a consistent stroke. That's what it makes you sound like. But if you're looking for that consistency, I can see why a slower song would help you stay focused on just getting through the workout. Mm-hmm. I get that. Okay. Okay. Now. Um, well, I'll say mine, and I'll ask you a second question. Because right. you might have already answered the second one, but we'll see. I was going to say for mine, and I have no shame about this, it's the Rocky soundtrack. Absolutely, yes. As soon, and it's specifically Rocky Four. I don't know what it is about that, and I know you know Rocky Four, that mm-hmm. USA versus Russia mentality where he's out in the Siberian fucking desert and snowy mountains and shit, climbing mountains and Working out with fucking giant logs and stones and shit. And he's drinking running. goat milk. He's drinking goat milk, exactly. <laughs> By a roaring fireplace inside of a log cabin. Like, that's that mentality I need. Because I'm the other side. I'm I'm naturally lazy. So I gotta push. And keep <laughs> my tempo up. But that shit will get me jacked every fucking time. 
<laughs> oh boy, give me some hearts on fire. Hearts on fire. Strong desire. That's my shit, dude. I start, I start pushing hard on that bro. I'm like, fuck. No, no. I just go nuts, man. It's so, oh my God. I love it so hey, much. Hey, that shit is so you, though. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> that shit is so you. I know I'm old school and shit, but that is like, that's that old school, like, workout mentality, though. Yeah. You know, the, the bodybuilding, oh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone and shit. Fucking no AC in shit. the gym type. No, he no, he was in a log cabin with a roaring fire going on in the background. I distinctly remember that. That motherfucker was wearing like sweaters and shit, going to his workouts like made out of sheepskin. So it was <laughs> one with nature. That is the same one he milked. Exactly, he milked it. <laughs> then he ate some meat and he skinned it alive for a sweater. That was his training regimen. And you know what? He fucking won, didn't he? So he fucking won. <laughs> he's got something there. I know he didn't pick his own soundtrack, but still, that gets me hyped, man. Okay, the, the second question. And again, you might already answered it. I was going to say, what is your secret song that you don't want anyone to know is on your workout playlist? <laughs> because everybody has one. And I know what mine is. But what's I mean, the one that you're like, mm, I shouldn't? Like, you turn your phone down so no one can see what you're listening. Uh, Low-key, I got a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. But pick one. Pick one. Um, <laughs> oh, God. All right. So before I mention this one, honorable mention, Snooze by SZA. You've been talking about that song for a long time. That's a great song. Every time it comes on, I can't help myself. Yeah. I, I just. That's a great I touch song. that five for you. I'll kill that bitch. Out <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I have to. I have to force myself to stop. Yeah. I, I but feel that. The song that I do not want anyone to know, one I would hide if I were to hide one. Uh-huh. Is the weekend by a scissor? Oh, interesting! For the weekend, yeah, yeah that's my shit. <laughs> a lot of scissor, huh? There's nothing shameful about scissor. Scissor is a beautiful, hey. talented woman. No facts, but like I said, it's on a workout playlist. On a workout like, playlist, is a little weird. The fuck? <laughs> what kind of workout? You doing hip thrust? Right. I mean, the way you described it before, I kind of get the scissor part. You into that slow <laughs> shit? <laughs> the slow strokes, it, if you will, you know that's that's you. That slow grind, it's the best grind, man. Look, man. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what man. about you, I, man? I expected worse than Sizz. I'll put it that way, but I, I understand that. Me, I'm gonna put it out there, and I don't care who knows it, just because I, I listened to it again today, and I was like, damn, man, I had that shit on repeat. I don't care. Whoo, okay, it's a worldwide exclusive here, worldwide, and I encourage anybody fight me on this. Put it on your playlist, fucking push some weights to it, and tell me I'm wrong. On my list is the original soundtrack to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers! Hey, I can see it, though. 100%. I can see it, though, especially the intro song. Yes, that's the one! <laughs> and it is 100% effective. Because a lot of people don't understand, I mean, I'm old again, so Power Rangers is fucking 30 years old now. It's insane. Yeah. But the original soundtrack to Power Rangers is pretty much all speed metal. It's all speed metal. Yeah. And that is, it's it's a lot of guitar. It's a lot of fucking just ridiculously stupid lyrics. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. man, those instrumentals will get you through that last set. Mm -hmm. It will get you through it. So it sounds crazy. And normally when I see on my Spotify, I turn my phone over like, I don't need anybody walking by seeing my shit go, saying, go, go Power Rangers. <laughs> not, a, not a great look. But in my ears, in my head, I'm going like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I got this shit. <laughs> so so when I said I crushed it this morning, the last song on there was Go Go Power Rangers. And I was like, yeah, I fucking did it. So 
Yeah, I swear by it. I swear by it. Add hey. it to your list. Tell me I'm wrong. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I'll try. I'll try. I'll, all I'm saying. I'll, I'll I'll do the fucking metal, the fucking lit music just for you. Just for me. I appreciate that. Just for you. <laughs> but on the flip side, you got you got to try some slow jams. Some. Oh man, I will. I will try it. But I know in my brain, like you're gonna go right to the showers and start singing. The singing part I have no problem with, but I know trying to get through a set and a slow jam comes on, like my initial reaction is like change the music. And it's just because <laughs> like I'm not used to the slow shit. I I gotta hit it hard in the gym. I'm trying to drop some poundage here, man. I can't. You're trying to like tone and get some get more rips in your abs and shit. You have abs. I'm trying to burn fucking fat like a knife through butter. <laughs> right through it so different mentality but i will try it some SZA because I, I do really enjoy her music. try that um i highly recommend some like anthony hamilton oh wow you're getting um, religious huh <laughs> you know, a little bit a little bit in there oh, you know a little religion a little bit you know some trey songs um oh, yeah there you, you know, go some, maybe, jams. maybe some some jacques uh wow r kelly if you if you <laughs> can separate the man from the music i'm still not there with r kelly yet like I was with Michael Jackson with R. Kelly, it might take me a little bit more time. But I just made a fucking R. Kelly joke, and I'm pretty sure I said you said it before shower. too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and you this said some morning shit in the shower, I was singing "Remix to Ignition," hot and fresh out the kitchen. The kitchen. I couldn't stop. Mama it, was just, <laughs> it just popped in my head, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" So, hey, maybe, CJ, maybe I am. <laughs> CJ, world, I don't give a damn what anyone says. R. Kelly is untouchable in my book. I can separate right. the man from the music. I appreciate yeah. his work. I don't appreciate the work he did outside the music. <laughs> that is very true. I'm I'm on the same page. Man, you you telling me you, you come through and you hear some fucking I'm a flirt. Soon as I see you walk up in the club, I'm a flirt. Oh, <laughs> man. You gonna tell me you're not gonna bob your head? Man. Come on now. Same girl. Same oh, girl. I could love about you, and you're not gonna bob your head or sing to it. You act like you're you don't know wrong. the song. You're not man, wrong. everybody's just it's... capping. <laughs> the man had so many bangers that's what makes it so painful like come on man like you couldn't just stay in the course and just keep giving us all the fucking flavor we can handle man like dude was untouchable for such a long time <sighs> oh, man. that's a shame yeah. well we'll pivot just so we don't get too sad about it we'll keep it <laughs> in the sports realm though because hey we actually got more sports to talk about today yeah he's already doing the bobbing weaving before we get to the fighting because there was a lot of that shit like we talked about I Ooh, wanted boy. to finish up our initial conversation about fantasy football because, again, we are marching towards the fucking football season, and I am getting happier by the day seeing all the videos from fucking training camp. And the I'm not going to get into the Bears, but Fields is looking kind of dope. That's all I'm going to say. DJ mm. Moore and, D and Justin Fields might be a fucking problem. But he I'm can't throw. He can't throw. But he can't throw. Oh, right. y'all going to see him throw now, motherfuckers. But I digress. What I wanted to discuss, since we, we went into our skips and our sleepers from last week, this week, just for a second, let us talk about our must-haves. The one player, just the one player, where I don't care how many drafts you are in, this is the guy that is going to bring you a championship, your fantasy MVP, if you had to pick. Who is your one guy and why? Mm. So um, this guy, see, I had a pivot. I had I had a name and I realized I don't always end up with him because he's starting okay. to go earlier now. Oh, um, okay. I think I mentioned him last week, uh, Calvin Ridley. 
Oh, I knew it. I knew it was Ridley. Ah, uh, man. Um, He's just starting to go a little earlier now. I think people are starting to catch on. Like, wait, he was a number one receiver, huh? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Um, But my guy, I actually took a position I think you're not going to take. Ooh. I took the quarterback position. Interesting. Um, And I changed and I pivoted off of Calvin Ridley because I started doing some more mocks. And I realized my teams looked a whole lot better mm. when I waited for a quarterback and took this guy. This guy is Geno Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Geno Smith and Geno I trust this season. Let me tell you why. His ADP is 113. You can draft him whenever the hell you want. Yep. Um, I've been getting him around 10 to 12 in my mocks. Um, and last season, I just want to say mm-hmm. he finished top five in scoring with 4,300 yards and 30 touchdowns. Mm. And this year they drafted JSN, who I don't know, was getting a lot of raves from practice from Gino himself. <laughs> from you specifically, you've been all I, I, I try to keep man. me out of it. I try to keep me out of it. This is all Pete Carroll here. All right. <laughs> oh, man. You know, best receiver in the draft. No big deal. Um, right, right. right. So now he has a trio of receivers, probably the best trio in the NFL. Honestly, it's hard to argue with that. Point. Debatable. It's very he. They're up there. It's, they're in the it's conversation. It's up there. It's up there. He has Kenneth Walker. They just drafted another running back. I forgot his name, uh, but he's pretty good himself. Mm. Forgot his name. Don't know much about him, but I know they took him relatively high. I want to say third round. Um, oh sure, he's a pretty good back though. So he has weapons galore. No offense at tight end. Um, I feel like he's going to have a better season than last season. I don't think he'll finish top five, though, because I think a lot of quarterbacks this year are going to have good seasons. I agree. Absolutely. Um, but I definitely expect Geno Smith to outperform his ADP going in round 10 and 12. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm taking him, and I'm taking him in every league because I want to stack up at receiver and running back for the first eight rounds of the draft. I want to mm. make sure I got my starters and my backups and potentially a handcuff. Very nice. That's a very smart way of thinking about it, too. Especially when you're talking about your specific team. You're saying, like, how you would build it. That's the guy who anchors that team for you instead of just going for a home run right away. I like that. Yes. like that. Instead of drafting Patrick Mahomes with the second pick that I Right. Like, great. You got him, but then what? Mm. Then your wide receiver, too, is Brandon Cooks. (laughs) Who isn't bad, but as a wide receiver, too? Good luck. Uh, Yeah, that's tough sledding, y'all. Oh, boy. Okay, I like that pick a lot, actually. Hmm. Love Gino. I think the Seahawks are going to do very surprisingly well. They're going to pick up. With oh, the you think off. surprisingly? Surprising, like I could see kind of a deep playoff run. Surprising. That's what I'm saying. Compared mm. to where they were last year, and, you know, Gino had a great season, and everything, but like yeah. I think JSN makes them like dangerous. Oh, so, I definitely. Definitely agree. Uh, you know yeah. how I feel about him. I'm not going to stroke him anymore on this show. No. Just because I don't want to show any favoritism. Because apparently, <laughs> apparently I show too much favoritism. You didn't say this. You didn't, you didn't say this. No, apparently I show too much what? favoritism. So okay. I got to stop I gotta stop stroking JSN. He's just the best receiver in the draft, but who cares? <laughs> um, That's fair. But yeah, I think um, the Seahawks are going to win the division. I feel like it's a yes. Absolutely. I love Tariq Woolen. Yep. I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder because if you go by the numbers, by the numbers, he was the best cornerback in the league last year. Hey. Just by the numbers. That. I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying if you look at the numbers. That's, if you look at the numbers, I mean, well, you know, and there's some debate there too, but you're right. Pure numbers, hey, you can do a lot worse than Woolen. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and you get uh, Jamal back healthy, but yeah, go ahead, CJ. Who, right, who, right, who right. did you have? So for me, I'm going to actually go to the opposite. I'm going to stroke the shit out of this because I don't care. I feel strong about this man in my personal life, and I feel good about him in fantasy enough to go crazy. That man is Justin Fields, and here <laughs> is the fuck why. 
And when, again, I have mentioned before, in fantasy, I have no bias. I usually don't draft a single bear. Like, they're usually fantasy bullshit. Here's the thing about Fields, though. Right now, his ADP is like 6th or 7th quarterback going off the books. Fine. What people realize from last year is, yeah, was it a great season? No. The Bears are the worst team in the league. Statistically, fine. But Justin Fields, even with the worst pass average in the NFL, he threw like over 2,000 yards, maybe 22-42, I believe. 17 touchdowns in 15 games. With all of that, he was still a top six quarterback in fantasy. Wait, with hold the on. worst. CJ, go over his rushing numbers though. I was just about to get there. <laughs> 1,143 rushing yards and eight touchdowns, motherfucker. And again, this is fantasy. So if he is the six or seven quarterback going off, and we have only upgraded that offense dramatically, I will add. In fantasy, that means championships opportunity that man has weapons now he has a stronger offensive line finally consistency with his playbook and again he's going to throw better he can only throw better there's no possible conceivable way he's going to throw worse i'm sorry i'm knocking on wood for it but there's only upside here and then you add in the rushing is he gonna rush for 11:43 this year? No, we don't. I think so. <laughs> he could. Don't get me wrong. He absolutely could. He's the best runner on that team. He's the best runner on the team. But we don't necessarily want him to run as as a. I'm saying as a Bears fan, we don't want him to run that much because we want him to stay for a long time, be very healthy. In fantasy, but, he could absolutely tear that shit off again. And you know what? You know who else doesn't want him to run? Hmm. Defensive coordinators. Exactly. They <laughs> fucking can't stand him running. So, yes, people will be game planning for him, his runs. But guess what? You can't only game plan so much. The man's a magician who's going to take the next step in his career. So, all that being said, in fantasy, if he is that sixth or seventh quarterback, I'm taking him every fucking time because he, mark my words, is a league winner of a quarterback. I don't need the, the Josh Allens are great. The Pat Mahomes are cool. All that. See, it's all great. But if I end up with Fields and a strong supporting cast, I'm beating everyone's ass because Fields is that guy, and I have that much faith in his leap. Not saying the Bears are going to be going crazy and winning playoff games. I'm not saying all that bullshit. I'm saying for fantasy purposes, Fields is gold, who I would draft as many times as you motherfuckers let me draft him. That's all I'm saying. I 1000% agree with everything you just said. Um, <laughs> I mentioned last week, actually, for like a split second, that Justin Fields, in my opinion, will be the number one quarterback in fantasy. Boom. Number one. And I believe Boom. that strongly because he was, what, top six last yep. year? QB with, six. Who at, with who at receiver? Who was he thrown to? Mm, Maybe that's DJ why he can throw the ball. Maybe that's <laughs> why he can throw the ball. He had no receivers last year. So if you, if you insert DJ Moore, who's a number one receiver. Right. We, we had uh, Dante Pettis because Darnell Mooney was injured too. So we had no receivers. I'm sorry. We had Equinemius St. Brown, not Amon Ross St. Brown. So who was he throwing to? That's exactly why I just say, like, all the people going, he can't throw. No, he had people who couldn't catch. That was the problem. Yeah, he has issues. Or they couldn't get open. That's the thing. So now we have speedsters. Now we have route runners. Now we have protection. And you know who's going to open or you know who's – Gonna be the biggest beneficiary of that. Beneficiary mm. of that, Cole Komet. Cole Komet. That's now he's right. in the middle of the field, all along to himself. That's right. And I feel he takes the next step too. That man just got paid. 
So that helps everybody. The locker room sees that extended contract for someone like Komet who works hard, and it makes them want to work hard because people are getting paid now. There's mm-hmm. not that fear that Chicago Bears have always had of like, you're just kind of here until we send you somewhere else and waste all your talent. No, yeah. this is turning the culture now. Mm-hmm. I feel that Fields takes that fucking leap, and I feel Fields is the guy to bring you a championship this year. So, again, not a paid expert. You can say it's cap all you want, but I will be laughing from the fantasy throne in every league I have Justin Fields in. Ooh, yakasha. <laughs> and I'll be laughing with him like, ah, I told you dumbass motherfuckers. I told you dumbass motherfuckers. Oh, you know, Ryan, why didn't you draft him? Did you not just listen to what I said? Right. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> there's levels to this game, people. Yeah. So learn something. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. But we, again, we will keep you guys all informed on fantasy. Again, the league is starting to get fired up. I'll be posting some shit for your viewing pleasure. Get you guys involved as an audience. Maybe make some bets on who's going to win some weekly matchups. I got a lot of things cooking up here in the old brain that we're going to give for you because we love you and we want you to have fun with us. So very excited for fantasy to show up. In other news, like we said, big-ass fight night this past weekend. Gigantic boxing match. Gigantic UFC pay-per-view. So I wanted to at least start with the humongous Crawford and Spence boxing match of the century that you and I mentioned last week. And I want to get your take on what was, some say stunning, I say that's what should have happened kind of result in this match, sir. Um, For one, uh, I want to, I just want to touch on Earl Spence real quick and then I'll get into Crawford. Go for it. Um, But Earl Spence, he looked high as Fuck before <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, is he stoned? Because uh, I'm like, <laughs> bruh. As soon as I seen him high, I'm like, bro, Bud's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone like, knows, Spence. Everyone knows. No, no doubt. I was like, fuck. And, and I had all the confidence in Spence. Absolutely. You, we, you we spoke about it. I picked him to yes. win. I picked him to win. In similar fashion, that Bud actually won. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the weird thing that. We both bet, and the result was neither of our fucking results that we said. <laughs> it was the direct opposite of what we said. Right. You just flipped the guys. You flipped the guys in the positions, and that's what Very happened. Very strange. Very fucking strange. <laughs> um, but I think Earl Spence he he didn't move his head defensively. He was weak. Yep. Um, looked he looked a little slow. He didn't look like himself. I mean, he, he didn't look. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking anything you. away from Bud. <laughs> Uh, he didn't look anything like he did when he fought um Ugas. Right? Yeah. No, it's or Garcia or Porter or I. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the accent schedule. I don't know. But you know what? Mm. Terrence Crawford was just a better fighter. Yes. Terrence Crawford came out right jab, right hook to death. That's all to he death. did. <laughs> That's all he did. And done um, so. What what surprised me about Crawford was that he didn't come out of that softball stance. No, which was he, we talked about him switching all the time, and he really didn't. And I think the reason for that was because so when you're when you're southpaw and southpaw, right? Um, it's easy to see the jab coming. That's true. And Earl Spence's best punch is actually his jab. Mm. So Terrence Crawford negated that jab with his own jab. <laughs> he just so happens to have faster hands, mm. and eventually you turn that. That jab into a counter hook. Yes. Um, and that dropped Spence a few times. The jab dropped him a few times. And that was the night. The that was the, it. The, the the speed and the the power was evident on Crawford's side. 
Absolutely. I was surprised Spence looked that weak. I don't know if it was a bad weight cut, but he didn't have the same pop or snap in his punches that he normally does. No, um, definitely not. I, I I don't know if it's Crawford having a good chin. I don't know if it's Spence being weak. Maybe it's both. I don't know. Could be. But I was surprised as to how Spence lost. I thought he would put up a bigger fight coming into the fight. Right. But like I said earlier, seeing him high as fuck <laughs> in the pre-fight pre interview. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect? <laughs> Moving in slow motion. You're absolutely right. I mean, Crawford ended up getting three knockdowns on his way to the ninth round. And then, my God, he just punished Spence's face over and fucking over until the ref just said, fuck it, it's a TKO, it's done. And that's the thing. I totally agree. Is as much as we talked about Spence and his speed and his power and his, his I was going to say playmaking, but like the man's a knockout artist. So, like, I thought I saw some red eyes, but I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's nothing, but like, that would make a lot of sense. No, 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 no. He, I think he was, he was, yeah. he was cheaping some. <laughs> right, right. Which I mean, hey, it is what it is, but like, woo, Crawford again just looked levels above Spence, which. You and I were very convinced these guys were almost dead even. Like, mm -hmm. categories were a little different on what their strengths and weaknesses were. But overall, as boxers, especially being, what, number two and number three on the mountaintop here, like, mm -hmm. those guys were as even as it gets. That's what made this fight such a mega fight. And Crawford just looked fresh as a daisy. And just the shots he was taking at Spence were, were crisp, pinpoint shots. And Spence, once that... And he was fighting through. Those knockdowns he got, I think, were on the seventh or so. Mm -hmm. You know, he was trying to get back up. He was trying to get back up. He got up. He was still swinging. He was still swinging. You know, he kept fighting. But as soon as that eighth and ninth started happening, you could tell, like, he was in the deep water. He just, I don't know if he's been tested like that before. No, just, absolutely not. Everything kind of fell apart for him. So. You know, those are the first three times he's been dropped in his career. Right. You know, so that we know yeah. the undefeated record had to go at some point. But, like, that is... The way it all happened, like you said, very eye-opening, and it made Spence, you know, kind of take a look in the mirror, and it made Crawford look like a fucking god-beater. Just, my god, like, I can't wait to see his next fight. I'm so excited for it. And they haven't even called it yet. There's still a lot of, like, who's it going to be kind of thing, but, like, Crawford at this point can write his own ticket. That man is a machine. I think he is now, what, the only two-time multiple weight class champion like in the four belt era yeah. in the four belt era so undisputed welterweight champion already now and just like man who is next for this guy i don't know i don't even know if you know but i got a name I, you got a name already um but i don't know if crawford's gonna take this fight hmm. because it's a dangerous fight for him for one i'm not saying he, he's scared or anything but it is a dangerous fight for him okay um and he would have everything to lose in this fight oh boy uh i don't know if you know who he is but jerron boots ennis that name is very familiar. I don't know if I've seen him fight. Boots, boots fight, part is very, is very familiar. He fights very similar to, to Bud. He switches stances. Yeah, yeah. Fast hands, good counterpuncher, good power. I might have seen this guy. Um, the boots he, is sticking out to me big time. He's he's pretty big. He's a big welterweight. Okay. He might be as big as Spence, if not a little bigger. Mm. Um, I think I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know his measurements off the top of my head. Uh, mm. I don't know his wingspan, his reach, anything like that. Um, but... <laughs> But he and Crawford will be a hell of a fight, a Damn. technical fight. Um, I would love to see it. But if I were to guess, he fights Charlo next at 154. Honestly, I think that's the money fight. And I, yeah. I, I still feel Crawford takes that. But 
Me too. Charlo's a big enough name where that's going to bring in a lot more eyes. And again, we're in that boxing renaissance now. I think you have to keep hitting that button of like huge names. Like who's yeah. coming next that is going to make bank for these guys? Absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think um, with this fight, it's like he has nothing to lose. He's moving up in weight. So if he loses, he's, he's not going to lose his belts. Right. And then if he if he wins, then he's a multiple, div- <laughs> you know, multiple division champ. My God. At the same fucking time. Right. Just cleaning so, everybody out. Yeah. Um, That'd be so, interesting. I think Crawford right now is the best pound-for-pound fighter. I actually agree with that. Um, it's, and it's hard to argue with that right now. Solidified. The, with the performance he put on Spence, solidified. Yeah. Um, Done. Done deal. Spence is, Spence is still like in my top five, top six. Absolutely. Because I think I still think if Spence fought anyone else, he'd beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. If he fought anyone else at 146, he probably would have beat the shit Outside of boots. Outside of right. boots. But anyone else, he probably would have beat the shit out of him. And for all we know, that Spence rematch is actually in the cards here. Like In the cards. It is in the cards. He does have that built into his contract where he can get a, an immediate rematch if he wants. And he was already kind of talking that shit anyway. So, like, this could be at 154. Been, exactly. This might be one of those things where just it just wasn't his night. But then yeah. we get a better Spence next time. And this is an even bigger fight. So, could be. That is um, very much a possibility. I don't know how much you remember this fight or this uh, these two fighters, but um, Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Thomas Hearns. Oh, I think I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, just two of the best fighters of all time. No big deal. No, no big, big deal. deal. Two guys um, I idolized growing up. You know, multiple division champions. Um, yeah, whatever. Their faces are actually on the belts and shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No big deal. No big deal. But um, you know, Thomas Hearns got knocked out that first fight. That's right. He came back. Um, even though he lost on the judges' scorecards, yes, he won in the eyes of the public. Yep, won the hearts so, over, like Rocky Four, like Rocky Four. <laughs> so it might be the same thing, you know. Smith might come out better. Uh, you never know. Uh, or Bud can just be on a level that we haven't seen before. Or, or I'm gonna throw this out there. Mm. Or Spence retires. Ooh, you know, I saw some kind of article saying like. That he should. And I was like, wow. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, he's still it, young. It wouldn't be a bad look because of his accidents. You're right. You're right. He has um, gone through a lot. You can tell the fans about what's happened to him, too. Yeah. He, um, he, as a fan, I'm already starting to see some effects. Yeah. I, I started watching Earl Spence in the Olympics in 2012 mm-hmm. when I was watching USA basketball with like young KD, Kobe, RIP, LeBron. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the one of the greatest Olympic basketball teams we've ever had. There's a whole I was documentary. Just through the channels after they played, and all of a sudden, this dude's fighting from America and he's beating the shit out of everybody, and his name's Earl Spence. Mm. He still was speaking, you know what I'm saying, with, with his wits. And, you know, his, right. you could just tell the difference in speech from then and now. Um, and so, in my eyes, I would not be surprised if he retired. I mean, in my opinion, and this is, it's funny you mentioned that because I had the same notion about football players. And the more that we learn about like CTE and just like different injuries that athletes can get, especially in like high contact sports like this and inside and outside the sport, I was saying, I think you're going to start seeing a new era in sports where athletes retire a lot younger than they used to. And In football specifically, you saw people like Tom Brady who just pretty much played until you drag his ass off the field. And you still have people like Aaron Rodgers who wants to play until he's fucking 45 and on mushrooms and shit. Like, that old guard of playing until we carry you out is long gone. 
I think we're ushering out that generation of athletes and you're bringing in ones who are a lot more business savvy, who are a mm-hmm. lot more savvy about their own futures. So mm-hmm. when you talk about Spence being, I don't even know how old he is. He's what? Not even 30, right? No, no, no. He, he's in his 30s. Early he's 30s. Early he's in his right now? Early, early 30s. 30s. Yeah. Okay. So still relatively young, especially for boxing. I mean, if you have a pretty spotless record like he did, hey, but you're still getting punched in the face for a living and knocked around the head. And if he retired, I could see him being like the catalyst for others to follow his lead and saying there's life after boxing. They make shit tons of money in that sport to this very day. You know, get your nut and get out and travel the world and start a business or a company or a charity and, you know, be a philanthropist, whatever they want to do. But I'm starting to understand that it's not going to be so surprising to see people go out on top at a much younger age than they did back when I was growing up. So I definitely think your argument has some merit there. Like Spence could just be like, hey, I got, I went this far. I was wildly successful. I went out on my sword. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong. He he fought at the highest levels possible. You know, the Olympics. Literally. Amateurs. Right. Fucking pros now. He, yeah. he was at the top of the weight class for how long? And so he right. just got dethroned uh, by Bud. But That's right. I mean, he. it's funny you mentioned the money because mm. – those two pulled in, I think I read somewhere, it was about 22 and a half mil. Yeah, I think so. And so, uh, I forgot how much each took, but they each took around like 10. Beautiful. Give or take. Give yeah. or take. Give or take 10 million. Sure. So, I mean, he just got the biggest payday of his life. Right. His career. Done. Um, everyone still views him as a legend. This <laughs> fight didn't, didn't tarnish his legacy at all. No, not at all. If anything, it just boot. It, this fight was going to boost whoever won. And it exactly. boosted Crawford. And it boosted oh, Crawford. yeah. Crawford's been on every fucking feed I've got on my phone yes. all fucking week. Like, damn, yes. dude. Um, and so I feel like Spence has nothing left to prove to the fans. Maybe he has something to prove to himself. That yeah, I'd understand why he why he'd stay in the game. Sure. Um, but to the fans, I think I can speak for us all. He has nothing to prove. Nope. You did. He's bona fide Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. So we'll see. We'll see what's next for both these guys. But I mean, the spectacle of the fight was amazing. The result was interesting to say the fucking least. Uh, in my opinion, because we had a shot bet on this, but it didn't go Ooh. exactly the way we thought. I think we should both take a shot. All right, and I'll take two. You take one. Fair enough, sir. All right, I'll be right back. Go for it. In the meantime, you know it's been a long time since I've had a public service announcement. Hooray! So my public service announcement is just this: be very kind to anyone serving you food. That is what. I grew up calling the golden rule. I know the golden rule means different things to other people, but you really need to be kind to those who serve you food. I am a former fast food employee. I'm a former Walmart employee, grocery store employee. So I have served food, a bakery, Panera, whatever. I've served food and coffee, many fucking people. And I've got horror stories that will keep you up at night when it comes to the things I've had to clean in bathrooms, to the things that old army vets have said to me when they run out of coffee i won't go there because you know that's part of life however if you're on the other side of that and i see you yelling at some poor counter worker who's just trying to do their job even if your food is wrong even if it's cold i get it shit happens don't take it out on your waitress your waiter or the the manager shit's just out of control sometimes and i think covid did not allow us to remember our manners. I think we were apart from each other for way too fucking long, and we forgot how to treat each other. So again, 
I won't get into why I'm saying that, but there was a small incident that I witnessed at a Taco Bell pretty recently. Most of it comes from just someone yelling at a person in a drive-thru window right in front of me. And I went to the person afterwards and I said, dude, I'm sorry that happened to you. I've been where you've been. It's going to get better. Don't worry about motherfuckers like that. But dude, if you're the ones doing the screaming, check your fucking self, man. Look in the fucking mirror. Be the change. All that shit. That's my public service announcement. Again, just be fucking kinder because we all need it. Yeah. Welcome back. One day you're going to run into someone like me and you're not going to be kind to me. Mm. And I'm not going to be kind back, Mm-mm. whether I'm working or not. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. Because in a matter of time, I'm going to be working on that face pause. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want these problems. So you don't no, know what yeah. people are going through, man. So just, man, just be a little kinder. If you got to cuss about it at home, cuss about it at home. But don't cuss the people. They're making fucking 10 bucks trying to sling you tacos. Knock it off. Don't project your fucking problems at home on people that you meet on the street. Man, what the fuck no. is wrong with you? No, start a podcast and project your problems to the world. That's how you're supposed to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Healthy ways. Healthy ways. All right. You got the 1800 tequila again, I'm seeing? Again. Again. I've got this delicious 5-9 Kentucky straight bourbon. Oh, no, no. So, okay. So, you really just wanted to try it. You really just wanted to drink tonight. That That's all you wanted to do. You're fucking drinking well, bourbon. Well, in my, defense, mean... <laughs> in my defense, if you looked at my current bar situation with my liquor cabinet, I would say 95% of them is whiskey. So it's hard for me to pick something to drink that isn't whiskey that's not going to be instantly throw up. Like, I have vodka in there, but then you're going to hear me puking like my fucking dog for the rest of the episode. So, Or like me. Or like you. So it's gotta be whiskey. It just so happens I have very exquisite taste, sir. Exquisite. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, you're not wrong. I had a very fucking long day at work, so a little bourbon usually makes things better. (laughs) In my opinion. Uh, In your opinion. I'll give you a cheer, sir. Oh, God, I poured that way too fucking high. One second. I forgot. You got to do the the spiritual pour. There you go. Oh, your face, dude. <laughs> I got to take two of these it. bitches. Oh, I got to yeah, take two do. of these bitches, bro. Fuck. Bottoms up, sir. I don't know what I got myself into. I knew what I signed up for, but fuck this shit. That's your boy. Earl, you still my guy. I'll take this for you, Earl. Aki Machi. No chaser. No chaser. No, that was water. I don't think that. I don't think water counts. Ooh, I don't think water counts either. But you keep doing water. I don't know why. Man. Don't you have just some orange get, juice? Just to get rid of the taste. Water gets rid of the taste. Well, I don't want to use a chaser, so that's the best thing I got. <laughs> <clears throat> Horrible. And again, don't shoot your whiskey. It's two fingers of sipping, but you don't shoot your whiskey. So I had to take a shot there. I'm just like, oh, bit back immediately. That's the thing. You should have took some henny, but no, the henny's empty. I haven't bought any more. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember. I remember. We yeah, finished it. fucking finally. Oh my god. Uh, although, <laughs> although, if I sipped on some hen, I think it's okay. I, I've changed my tune a little bit about Hennessy. I just don't want to shoot it. My God, mm, mm, awful. Understood. Understood. Awful. So now let us transition to the other side of fighting, and that was a fantastic UFC pay per view this past Saturday. And my goodness. Again, five fights that we'll go over, but most of those fights were something to fucking something to see, man. I'm telling you. Who we starting with, man? We start with my man. We'll probably start with your man because I I go in order for how it went. Let's start with his Uh, man, Mr. Kevin Holland, uh, taking on Michael Kiesa. I always get his fucking name wrong, but it's Michael Kiesa. And that fucking fight 
was very fucking interesting on paper. When I saw the matchup, I'm like, ooh, this is Holland's moment, I think, to make that next step because he, I, his record isn't the best, but he is an ascending talent. I think he does a lot of amazing shit. Real quick. Oh, so, yes. Uh, keep in mind, his record was mainly at middleweight. Exactly. exactly. And now he dropped down to welterweight at yep. 170. Yep. He's only lost one time and he broke his hand against, and pretty, that's why the reason he lost, but he broke his right. hand against Wonderboy. That would have been a great fight if he didn't get hurt. I don't know how it would have turned out, but it would have been a better fight than it was. Yeah, that's hard to see how it turned out, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, so with middleweight, a mm-hmm. little different than, yeah, go, drop it down a little bit. But this fight, boy, Holland made a fucking statement. I mean, the, the biggest thing I saw right away, his takedown defense dramatically increased. Dramatically increased. And, and I Holland think being a, at that yeah, weight helps. I absolutely think so. I was going to say, like, I think the weight change is going to help him a lot. But to mention, I believe he hired a different coach, too, in part of his camp to specifically help with this. And it yes. showed immediately. Immediately. So, immediately. Kiesa was really trying to take him down. And Holland, honestly, a couple of adjustments, and he was a wall. You could not get his ass down. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I mean, and let's not take away from Kiesa. Like, he has some really good strikes. Right away, he couldn't mm-hmm. get a lot of penetration, but he was mixing it up. He was throwing a lot. Like, he was still yeah. staying very active. But to his credit, honestly, Holland was all patient. All patience, all night long. And the knees. Woo! Death's kiss. Woo, boy. Holland was busting his guts with those knees. You know those long, skinny knees hurt. Long, oh yeah, bony ass, long ass knees breaking. You see, Kiesa apart. It was it's insane. So he got one good run the body. Kiesa buckled down, and then he fucking flipped Kiesa over. Got him with that that my god fucking arm choke. That darts choke. Yes, put his ass out mm-hmm. real fucking fast. Mm-hmm. So I love that move. You don't see it very often. No, and the way he put him in position, master, master, of master. Him. What are your um, thoughts? You know, I, I think you you broke the fight down pretty well. Um, the knees by Holland are really what set up that Darce choke. Mm. Um, but man, this fight actually played out the same way I expected it to play out. Yeah, I thought, in my opinion, Kevin Holland was the worst matchup for Michael Chiesa to come back. To. <laughs> Let me tell you why. For one, Chiesa cannot strike. No, it, it was proven there. Um, Kevin Holland would have fucked him up on the feet. <laughs> Probably would have knocked him the fuck out if it stood on the feet. Oh, yeah. Um, Number two, Kiesa has lost via Darce Choke probably like three times prior in his career. Oh, are you serious? That's hilarious. That's serious. And so number three. the game plan. Number three. This is number three. Kevin Holland's best submission is the Darce Choke. There you go. It's like a so, Pokemon type chart here. So you want to stand up or you want to go to the ground? Because either way, Kevin Holland's going to beat you. And that's, that's right. what happened. Wow. Kevin Holland, you my dog. You my favorite combat sports athlete in the world. Man. Keep smoking them blunts, keep eating them steaks, and keep getting them bitches. Dude. <laughs> Attaboy. That is crazy. That is just doing your fucking homework. Fight game is mental, people. It's physical, but it's a mental game, too. And 95% mental. There you go. Like, that is somebody who knew a weakness and honed in and real fucking fast. Let's not be... Weird about it. It was yeah. fast as fuck. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, fucking Kevin Holland was like, oh, uh, so the first, second, and third best things I do are your weaknesses. Oh, great. Done. <laughs> Done deal. When's dinner? <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that was great. Now, 
it's funny you mentioned the the, the weight class because I was going to say what's next for Holland, but he's already said he wants to go back to middleweight now. So it's interesting now that he's rattled off some wins that it's like, well, what do we do at middleweight? Do we try to get a top 10 ranking? What What's next for Holland if he goes to middleweight? Man, um, I'm not sure. Um, right. Like, that's a interesting because I think where he's at now is, is good. The, the place to be right now. Yes. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I think his reasonings to go back up to middleweight are definitely understandable. Yeah. He wants to eat steaks and fuck bitches. I get it. <laughs> yes. Um, but for his career, for himself, I think the move is to stay at 170. I think so. Because in, in all honesty, I, I'm not, I'm just, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to discount all the contenders <laughs> right now at 170. Sure. And just look at Leon Edwards. Exactly. He can beat Leon Edwards. I think he can. I think he matches up very well with him. That yes, that's a good matchup. Like we said, styles make fights. That's right. Stylistically, Holland can beat him. Absolutely. Holland has the power and the striking to go against that. Not saying he's a better striker than Le- Leon's an excellent all-time world striker. Oh yeah, we saw that. We know excellent what he's about. Yes, and his his, his wrestling's improving. So that right. too. Um, but as far as like jujitsu on the ground, Holland has his ass by miles. I think so. Um, so that would be a very interesting fight to make, and I would love to see that fight. But, of course, he has to get there. He has to get there. The only thing I can see and maybe give him some slack for, if I'm being very honest, even looking at the rankings right now, if he went back to middleweight, a path to the championship fight might be a little... He might feel it's a little easier. Because welterweight... Oh, it's I stacked. Mean, it's Shavkat, so fucking stacked. Shavkat, Usman, Bilal uh, Muhammad, Chim- yeah, yeah. Cosmat, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, even Stephen Thompson's up there. Even Jeff Neal is somebody who's a little above him in rankings. Like he, that's Jeff a Neal, Neal Magny, role. Ian Gary, yeah. not to mention Kobe Covington, but he's up there, and not to mention Usman uh, there Kobe. too. So like that shit is dangerous trying to climb that rankings. Whereas middleweight. I can see him running through a lot of these dudes, to be quite honest. <laughs> really, be- I'm just, and not not to discount middleweight at all, but like, no, but the, rock, the talent rock, drop off is huge. It's very, very fucking big. Because Shavkat like, is what, number eight or some shit? Shavkat's six right now. Okay, six. In, in and he's undefeated so, with all finishes. Exactly. Right. So that's nasty <laughs> by itself. At middleweight, number two is like Robert Whitaker, who we love, Robert Whitaker, but like, he's starting he to struggle a little bit. He can How would you beat him? him? Like Jared Cannonier, Marvin Vittori, Sean Strickland. Like, those are guys that Strickland can absolutely... And Strickland I mean, would be a hell of a fight. Yeah, Holland <laughs> and Strickland would be dope, because that's what it speaks out to me. That'd be like, a fucking you know, anime. Oh, my God. Paulo Costa, you know, and even someone like Derek Brunson, who we... I mean, we've talked about him before. before, too. He fought him yeah. before. So, he's got people he can absolutely beat in middleweight to try to get back to Izzy. So, I get but, it. But, can he beat Izzy? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's the thing. Izzy's a different animal. Right. right? Leon is here. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Izzy's up here. Izzy is levels above Leon. But the thing is, the rest of the welterweight division is here, too. Yep. The rest of the middleweight division is, like, here. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck it. Again, Looney Tunes. Big-ass crater, bro. So, I kind of see what he's thinking. I would prefer he say a welterweight myself, just because I think those fights that we can get in that division are already fucking spicy. Spicy fireworks. Spot. Fireworks. So we'll see what he does. But Kevin Holland, like I said, is an ascending fucking talent. Keep his fucking na- keep his name in your mouth. I'll put it that way. I used to say the other way around. Keep his name in your mouth. 
He's going to fucking shock the world pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Just put that out there. Moving on. Moving on. We are rolling over to Tony Ferguson and Bobby Green. And your face says it all, sir. You may go ahead because I already know what you're going to say about this fight. Man, I love Tony. We all love Tony. Tony's the world loves Tony Ferguson. I'm Legend. tired of seeing him get whooped. Same. Same. Um, That was it, rough, dude. After that Chandler fight, in my opinion, he should have hung it up. Absolutely. This um, was unnecessary. This was unnecessary. Uh, this was a terrible matchup for him as well. Yep. Bobby Green is really fast. Ooh, really yeah. fucking fast. Yeah. Uh, he fights with his hands down for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought it up. I was going to talk about it too. <laughs> you got to be pretty fucking fast and instinctual to fight with your fucking hands down. Absolutely. Like the whole fight. The whole like, fight. Oh my God. And he was piecing them up. Woo! Piecing them up. And... Who the fuck thought he'd win by submission? That at the very end too. Like what the fuck? That was like, yeah. He hasn't won okay. by submission since he was out of the UFC. Right. I was saying he's a yeah amateur essentially, but in the LFA or whatever, wherever the hell. Right. He yeah, I did not see that shit coming either. Uh yeah. So man, uh, I really don't have too much to say about this one because I expected <laughs> a, a Bobby Green beatdown. I I thought Bobby Green would win by decision actually and just beat him up for three rounds. Yeah. 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 Basically, that's what happened, but he just choked him out of it. Yeah. Essentially. And let's not pretend like Tony is old yeller here. Like, that first round, he was looking pretty good. Not like old Tony, but, yeah. you know, he was going for takedowns right away. He was kind of staying mm-hmm. in his wheelhouse. And, you know, Bobby Green's got actually pretty good defense when it comes to that, too. But, yeah, he does. You know, but he still caught Bobby with a really nice fucking right. He and, did. like, he dropped him for a minute. Now, Green recovered pretty fucking fast from that. But that first round, I was like, Okay, Tony. Like he's actually still looking pretty good. It was after that that it you know, like he got poked in the eye once, and that changed the whole fucking fight. And then Bobby just like you said took his time, and his stance was driving me insane because as a <laughs> fighter, you don't put your hands down. You always like, you're your gonna hands get knocked up. the fuck out. You're gonna get any, with a better fighter in front of Bobby Green. You're getting knocked the fuck out. But I don't know if it, I know that's his style. I don't think it was a disrespectful thing. I think yeah. Bobby Green that's his fucking style. But yeah. going in and just do the Floyd Mayweather fucking head shakes and moves around, hands down the whole fucking time. You're right. He was piecing Ferg's face up the whole fucking fight. Ferg was battered that whole fight. And you could tell Tony was like, not panicking, but he was trying to go back on his old tricks. So he started going to his back. He started giving up a back a lot. He started going back on his back. And he's trying to like get those old wins where he can fight from back, from his back. And like kicking somebody in the face or something. I think he won a couple fights like that too. So he's mm-hmm. trying to get those old tricks and drawing you into his ground game and trying to finish you off there. And Green just shut the shit down the entire time. Just mm-hmm. raining hell, hammer fists all fucking day. The ground and pound. The ground and pound was disgusting. Even the announcers, like the commentators, were like feeling bad for Ferg, which you should never fucking do. He's a legend. But like, yeah. The whole time there's like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, Ferg. Oh, no. Oh, That's he's terrible. just beating Tony he's up. He's just beating his I, ass right now. I can now. hear Joe right now. <laughs> yeah. All in my head, I was like, oh, no. It's kind of sad, you know. So It is. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of both guys. I like Bobby Green, and yeah, I also yeah. like Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's a legend. Seeing his amazing fights. And don't want to see him sucks. get beat up no more. No. It sucks seeing a legend go out like that. Just Yeah. You know. And I know if it was their decisions, a legend's always going to say he wants he wants to go down swinging. I get that. I respect it. But boy, like you said, retiring maybe a fight or two ago was probably the move. Ferguson now has six straight losses. Six straight. 
Which lost if to you Diaz asked, and then lost to Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. See, like if you asked us about Ferguson a couple years ago, that would be unheard of. He yeah, was he, the guy was, doing the streaks. He was a top five, top three contender. Yeah. Always. Like he's always in that conversation. So yeah. yeah. And then Bobby, like I guess at the very end, just got that tap out. And the whole crowd was just kind of like, fuck, man. So <laughs> Ferg, again, we love you. Planet Earth adores you. You're a legend and a Hall of Famer. I think it's fucking time. I think it's I agree. Moving on to a much more fun. Is funner a word? Funner is not a word. A much more exciting fight, which had no business being exciting, but it was amazing. Oh, a pod favorite, Derek Lewis. Oh, the Black Beast. The Black Beast, Derek Lewis, in all Ooh. his glory. Taking on Marcos Rogerio de Lima, who even know who that is. That eh, was amazing, whatever. by the way. That that pronunciation was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to work on that one. So, as much as we love Derek Lewis, let's be real. His record's been a little shit lately. He's been 0-3 in his last three fights. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but seeing this matchup, I said, oh, this is a winnable fight to get this man back on track. And we know we talk about heavyweights and things like that and say, like, hey, you know, it's not always the most exciting thing because heavyweights can be kind of slow and lumbering. They got a lot of power, but not a lot of speed. So, you usually get some drag-out fights that kind of go the distance and they shouldn't. This was not fucking that. Oh, my God. So, Derek Lewis decided to say fuck all of that shit and just try some bullshit. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and it worked beautifully. This man came out with a a picture-perfect giant flying knee right <laughs> to Marcos' face. It was the first fucking thing he did. And Marcos was stunned. He took it right on the chin, buckled down, and I mean, Derek was a man possessed. He was an animal. Just raining hell. And the ref had to save it. It was over so fucking fast. And almost immediately, Derek Lewis rips his fucking pants off, <laughs> does the fucking DX chop suck it to the whole crowd, and everyone is losing their minds. I was on my feet. I fucking love that man. <laughs> what, an, what an entertainer. There's no more analysis needed for that. Bo- I mean, my God, that was it. That was Giant it. Knee, raining down blows. Game fucking over, and Derek Lewis gets back on the winning side in a spectacular fashion. You forgot oh the most God. important part where he oh, takes sorry. off his shorts. I said that he took off his pants <laughs> and then he starts fucking cross chopping. Because every if you don't know Derek Lewis, if you've been living under a rock, Derek Lewis uh is a very big fan of making sure his testicles stay very cool. So my balls at- was hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I swear to God, please. I'm gonna clip it. Just- Clip it, please. Do yourself a favor and look up Derek Lewis's post-fight interviews, especially the one where he takes off his fucking shorts, because it's the <laughs> first thing. The first thing on his mind after knocking somebody out is his balls are hot, and the man has clearly he doesn't give a shit. So the crowd just <laughs> eats the shit up. The crowd loves this man. Hey, in that same interview <laughs> when he was like, "My balls was hot," he said. I talked to Donald Trump before the fight. I said, what up? He said, knock this Russian motherfucker out for me. I said, bet, I got you. Fuck this mother- motherfucking Russian. N-word. N-word. You were right. saying this, hoe. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I think I've seen him do an interview where, like, they're like, oh, how do you feel after the fight? He goes, I gotta take a dump. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Like, interview over. Like, that man is a highlight reel for just his interviews alone. <laughs> so make sure you do that. And this one, and Joe Rogan went up to him. He was like, "Did you plan 
on doing a flying knee? Was that part of your game plan? He goes, no, nah, that was that's what try some bullshit. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you came up with. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, I believe Rogan loves to interview him, and I believe oh, he yeah. loves getting interviewed by Rogan. I think so. Oh, Rogan was <laughs> at the time of his life. He was wheezing and shit on the fucking microphone. He's like, I can't believe it. Oh, it was so fucking good, dude. Yes, do yourself a favor. Look at this interview. Look at his past interviews. That man is an entertainer. He's a great fighter, even with his losses recently. That's his 14th knockout. So don't get it twisted. They call him the Black Beast for a reason. That man will fuck you up if you let him. And he even said that in this interview this time. He was like, it's been a while since I've been able to knock somebody out. I just want to put hands on somebody. I said, I respect mm-hmm. that shit. He, he's yeah. want to just get the fucking cobwebs cleaned out. And he just wanted to try some shit. And he nailed this guy. So <laughs> here man. we go. <laughs> I don't know how many times Derek Lewis has won by a knee, let alone a flying one. I think this might be the first. 260. Right. Uh, He's humongous. <laughs> but <laughs> that was the biggest flying knee I've probably ever seen in my life. Oh, so good. Uh, it was so clean. He came up like the, the quarter leg off a chicken. Just <laughs> fucking Street Fighter Saget just fucking tiger need him. I'm like, oh my Man. God, dude. <laughs> oh, it was so good. That's the Man, kind but, of shit. Like I you said. See. I loved every bit of it because I'm a big Derek Lewis fan. Whether he wins yes. or loses, I'm rocking with Derek Lewis. Fuck yeah, dude. And when he took off his shorts, I declare that man the GOAT. Absolutely. absolutely. It's a trademark now. Oh, my God. Man. Yes, please more Derek Lewis. Again, don't know what's next for him, but I'm feeling like, I mean, he already kind of beat like a Curtis Blades. I know he's trying to climb his rankings. I'm guessing like Alex Volkov is next just to see if he can get that next spot, maybe like a top eight, top seven kind of thing, but the, the unfortunate thing is the people he's lost to are all sitting at the top of the fucking heap here. So having another rematch of these guys is kind of probably tough for this next fight. But another win against a, a top 10 fighter, get him right back on track. Mm-hmm. So I think that should be next for him. Give the man the ball. Let him run with it. It is time. And the people, he is the people's champ when it comes yes. to this shit. <laughs> yes. All right. Moving on. Next up was the co-main event. And that was this man. Alex Pejera, I said it right this time, against the former champion, Jan Blahovic. Very, very interesting fighters, especially with Pejera moving up to light heavyweight. So, big test right out the gate for him. And a big thing hanging over that fight was the current champ, Jamal Hill, had to vacate the title due to an injury. So now, light heavyweight's vacant, vacant at the top. So these two, this kind of turned into a quasi-number one contenders fight out of nowhere. That made this fight very interesting on paper. Now, I'll let you go ahead and do the analysis, but I'm very interested to see what you thought about this from an analysis point of view. Um, So, I'll go round by round. Go for it. This fight was pretty complex. This is the it only was- one that went to decision, I believe. Uh, yes, I think so. In the main yes, card. it was. For the main card, yes. Um, So, the first round, I thought Jan won the first round. Um, yep. Just the takedown. And even though he didn't do much damage, uh, Pajeda didn't do much damage either. No. Um, no. and so just the knockdown alone, uh, I mean, knockdown, takedown alone, uh, takedown. Um, Jan wins the first round. Second round, I thought Pajeda won the second round because he inflicted more damage. Mm, that's important. Um, like, I understand. Oh, no, that was the third round, actually. Um, but <laughs> I can't round remember two he... was round two was like the, the big strong leg kick exchanges. They were just kicking yes. legs for like the I first was... two minutes. It was crazy. I'm glad you brought that up. Because Pajeda has one of the best leg kicks in 
all of MMA. Ooh, yeah. Y'all was no, feeling those. No telegraph. Nope. Um, and they fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell all them watts that was on uh Jan's leg. Yep. And you couldn't see much damage elsewhere. Like his face nope. was a little touched up, but man, them legs don't Torn overlook the them legs. <laughs> yes. Um third round, still a lot of the same in my opinion. Uh Pajeda yeah. landing the heavier shots. Yep. Pajeda doing more damage on the feet. Um and Jan finishing the round, taking him down, and in my opinion, doing nothing. Absolutely correct. Doing That's nothing. the same thing I said. There was a um, lot of nothing there. I remember in round one, he almost had Pajeda in a couple submissions, but Pajeda did not look phased. Nope. A I lot of calmness for both sides in the first round. Yes. Uh, yeah. Pajeda was calm, kept his composure. I thought he yep. fought the hands well, controlled the wrist well, yeah. posted well, um, and survived the round. Um, yeah. And so when it comes to the decision, I know a lot of people are in disagreement with the decision. But overall... <laughs> I agree with the decision. I actually agree with it, yeah. Pajeda landed uh, the heavier shots. I don't know who landed more. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Nah. Um, but Pajeda did more damage. Yeah. And when one Pokemon's HP is higher than the others, <laughs> normally they win. That's a win. So I'm going to go with the fighter that had more HP at the end of the fight. You could tell. Yep. At the end of the fight, Jan was on his Ooh, ass. He was gassing. Yeah. Yes. Not a good look for a former champ. Not a no. good look. Uh, Pajeda... He was uh ready to go another two. I think so. Uh, so I thought Pajeda won two rounds to one. Um, um, I, I I don't understand what the whole dispute is. Uh, if you hold, if you if you hug someone, I feel like okay. If you hug someone on the ground, <laughs> that's yeah. equivalent to cuddling with your girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe a little more violently, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh no, snuggly, when you're very snuggly. No, when you cuddle with your girlfriend, you're, you're going to be violent, too. You know, you, you know oh, what I mean? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I'm trying to get at is I'm glad these refs didn't award cuddling and wrestling with no damage. Thank you. Because Thank I'm tired so of fighters winning just because they hug someone on the ground for uh, 25 fucking minutes. The fucking worst, dude. So thank worse. you, UFC refs, for the one time for making the correct decision and awarding the fighter who inflicted more damage to W. I absolutely agree. The crowd was booing this shit real fucking fast. And that mm -hmm. first round, I was kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt because, like, you and I have seen both fighters in a lot of high-profile fights by this point now. Absolutely. And I feel like that first round, yeah, it was a lot of resting and fighting against the cage and just jockeying for position. But if you really know your history with these two guys, that was shit they learned from their losses. They mm -hmm. both they understood their weaknesses against the cage wall and on the ground. So that's why, I mean, you the way you looked at it when it first came out, Jan kind of walked right into a standing guillotine. It was just kind of like a, here's my head. <laughs> yeah, he, did. And, he I, did. and I looked at that, I was like, that was fucking weird. But to me, after I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That's him being confident to say, I'm okay. I don't, it doesn't matter if he has me a standing guillotine. I know I have enough skill to try to wear his ass down. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Jan was gassing through a lot of this fucking fight, but that's because he was wrestling more than he probably has ever wrestled in a fucking fight. Like, Alex made him work for all of that shit. The, the other side of that is it doesn't make for a very exciting fight for casuals. For those of us who look at that chess match, sometimes it's really exciting just to see the different components trying to work, getting out of these kind of holds, the different positions and what you can do with them. So there's a lot of components going on. So there was very much a thinking man's fight. 
But for people who are just bloodthirsty and just trying to see them fucking swing at each other, yeah, it was a snoozer. And I absolutely agree, I agree with you that the judges actually had the right call here. Like, I think Alex is a little more aggressive. He had way more energy by the end of this. And I want to mention, right at the end, at the end of the fight, like you said, Jan took him to the ground, and then it was just kind of over without really much action there. Yeah. Jan kind of just sat there. Literally. Alex got up. Alex got up, put his hands in the fucking air. Flexing like he won. Flexing like, like, like he won. And Jan just sat there. The judges didn't say anything yet. Nope. But he sat there like he lost. And I think Izzy's the one who even called him out. I was like, dude, don't ever fucking do that. Even if you thought you lost, get the fuck on your feet and put those hands in the air and try to convince those judges that maybe you won this one. Maybe I split or something. Mm -hmm. But the fact that his body language is just so like, oh, like what the fuck happened? Dude, you sealed your own fate. Like, you can't really talk a lot of shit about losing that fight Mm -hmm. if you didn't do much there. You, I think he tried to stay in his wheelhouse and I think Alex Pajeda is just a different kind of fighter than he's used to and like you said, the chess match, the kind of picks and the strikes they were taking, Alex was a little bit cleaner and crisper on his shit. And Jan just could not put together enough of a kind of a determination that he can actually win that fight. He was kind of just playing into Alex's hands. So I agree. It just didn't work out the way Jan wanted it to. And unfortunately, when it comes to a next title shot, we're going to be looking at Alex here, which is kind of nuts because he just had a fucking title shot that didn't go his way either. But <laughs> hey, we're here. Here we go. Let's see what he has to light heavyweight. Man, this is going to be a boring episode because we're fucking agreeing on everything. I know! I know! <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. is These these fights, as exciting and good and solid as they were, like, there wasn't a lot of controversy at all in this shit. Like, no, not really. We both seen, we, we both saw it as pretty decisive. Right. You know, a lot of these were just des- decisive wins. And yeah. even the judges one was like, oh, I get it. So, mm-hmm. I'm not complaining because usually I'm on the tail end of getting my ass kicked in these arguments and shit. But, like... <laughs> It was a pretty straightforward fight for all four of those. And I think, you know, the next title fight we see is going to be probably Alex Pajeda and Jiri Pahaka. So that is going to be a much bigger test for Alex, if you ask me. Because I think Jiri is still a damn good fighter. He's still a monster. Jiri's the truth. He's a damn good fighter. So that is, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat for every second of that fight. Because at any given moment, one of them can get caught. And oh, it's going to be yeah. over. Lights out. Jer- Jerry has shown he can- it's any day, any, any time. Day. Yes. You can catch a hand for sure. So, yes. That one, I will be waiting for that to get signed. He's already, Jerry's already put it out there. Like, I want Alex next. I said, fuck yeah, dude. Let's do it. Hell of a fight. Hell yeah. Last but not least, the main event of the evening, which is a rematch of an incredible fucking fight. And mm-hmm. that's between Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. So, mm-hmm. We saw if you seen the first fight, you knew that was a fucking war. Hell yeah. War. Those two match up so fucking well. And this one, for a cherry on top, is for the vacant BMF championship, which Ryan and I had discussed means absolutely fucking nothing. But hey, if you gotta give them something to placate them now that Masvidal has retired, he was the current quote unquote champion there. Now the baddest motherfucker title that exists for some fucking reason. Does she do anything? was on the line in this fight. So, I went into this fight going, hey, no matter what, I don't care what it's for, these two are going to fucking deliver. And, man, it wasn't a long fight. First round was exactly where they left off. Picked right fucking back up. That Mm -hmm. DBZ shit, fucking throwing haymakers all fucking day. And, my God, I I was like, this is going to be another five-round burner. Just 
bloody war. And first round came and went without much happening other than just all aggression. There wasn't Blood. a lot of chess here. They're just slugging each other. I was like, fuck, dude. Hell yeah. However, that second round came in and Gaethje came out a little more calculated. And I was like, interesting. Kind of maybe setting a different kind of pace, kind of squaring things up, measuring out. And within one minute of the second round, Gaethje unleashed an immaculate head kick and Poirier went out ice fucking cold. That was it. And Gaethje won the BMF belt just like that. That shit was surprising. Not that Gaethje could pull it off, but the fact that it ended just like that. Just boom. And a lot of people are saying altitude might have played a factor. I don't really buy into all that bullshit. Like, no way. Because Dustin Poirier is a fucking murderer himself. So yes. those two guys together are fireworks. But this one ended in a nasty fashion. A legendary knockout. I think Gaethje might get knocked out of the year again in his fucking credentials. And my God. like I don't know. You got his, oh, you got Izzy. I you got, you got a lot of too. good ones this year. You got a lot of good as, ones this yeah. year. As soon as I said, I was like, oh, wait, no, this was some good ones this year. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of good ones. In another year, this would be knockout of the year, but he is absolutely right. This Anomaly. year, we've had some fucking bangers when it comes to knockouts, too. So that remains to be seen. However, it was a damn good knockout. And, you know, Poirier was very humble and lost, too. Just, hey, he got caught. Plain and simple. Got caught. What do you think? Um, I thought, um, first round was, like you said, a lot of slugging. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of fixing the shorts by Dustin. <laughs> <You know>. uh, <laughs> second round came out and I thought, um, I thought Dustin had a good game plan. I think so. Um, he, he came out, he was, he was throwing, he was moving well, I thought. Um, and I thought he was getting the better of Gaethje in most of the exchanges. I think so. And then Gaethje did something that he normally never does. He threw a fucking head kick. That that's why I was like, he was it almost like he was like just waiting for it. Like he wanted it, but just wasn't showing to throw it. He, he wanted it his everybody. whole career. Yeah, exactly. His whole <laughs> career he wanted it. <laughs> and then he finally saw an opportunity against Dustin Poirier. Kill shot. Hey, he set it up perfectly and he kill shot. Just like hey. uh just like what Leon did to Usman, his teammate. Yes. But just that's on right. the opposite sides, because I think he fights. Yeah, he fights orthodox. Yes, so reverse. Fainted, yep. and then boom, he brought the leg over. Mm, just like that. Beautifully set up. Um, Love a good head kick. I I like both of these fighters. Oh, and yeah. I, I hope one day we get to see a trilogy to really sell Please, please do. Because um, these two dudes, like you said, are fucking killers. They are warriors. Um, Man. In my opinion, in the most stacked division in all of UFC. 100% him, agree. Or, or I said him. You guys don't know who I'm talking <laughs> about. Between Dustin, between Justin, between yep. Oliveira, and between yep. Islam, mm. those four could be champions in any other division. That's just the top four. <laughs> That's just the top four. I didn't get into Darius. Right. Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. Zev. Gamrot. Fazeev. Yeah. Dan Hooker. Like, Dan Ho- nasty. Nasty fucking. Jalen Turner. Turner. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Nasty division. Man, so, always exciting. Always exciting. Uh, I love these these matchups in the uh, lightweight division. Hope we get more of them. Uh, but man, they delivered. Justin absolutely. and Dustin delivered. They always do. Two times now, just amazing fights. I absolutely love it. And I'm glad you brought up Oliveira, and I'm glad you brought up Islam because I'm pretty sure we know that is the next championship fight is Oliveira and Islam. But I feel with Gaethje, 
I think he gets next. Whoever wins that title, oh. Gaethje is yeah. next in line. Gaethje gets the winner. Dustin gets the loser. I think that's the way to do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man, because other than, like, we know Gaethje and Oliveira fought, and Gaethje took that L. Other than that loss, he's been on a tear since he lost to Khabib, and Khabib ain't even around anymore. So, like... He, he only lost to Poirier, Khabib, and uh, Oliveira. Oliveira, that's it. So, these that's top it. four, again, these top four are just mixed up. And they're all even playing fields. So they're all championship is, level fighters. Yes. That's insane. And that's yes. that's us being spoiled as fans. Yes. So, um, enjoy it. One quick note about Gaethje. Yeah. If he keeps coming out calculated and smart, oh my fucking God. Because his only problem was his IQ. He would just try to slug with you and knock you yeah. the fuck out. Which I understand he could do that. But you, do it. you gotta be smart. Th- yeah. And when Gaethje's smart, was, yeah. You don't want that. <laughs> nah. A cold and calculated Gaethje is a problem for the division. Yes. So, yeah, y'all better get your game up because he's Number two. elevated it now. Who do you think wins? Islam or Charles? Oh, man. My heart says Charles. My brain says Islam. Mm. And I'm a more logical thinker. I would love Ola- I am a gigantic Olivera fan. I would yes. absolutely love him getting this championship. Would love it. He has worked so hard to get back to this spot. And the, the the world loves this man. He is nothing but a humble, exciting, just amazing fighter. Gonna be a Hall of Famer easily. I would Finish love it. it. 100%. However, Islam, like you said, there's levels to this. And we've talked about Islam at length, about how I feel he's on a farm somewhere drinking goat's milk and just trading and just waiting. He's just sitting on the throne waiting. I still feel Islam is just that guy. I mm. would love to be wrong about that. And if they sign this fight, we are, we will do a bet on it. But my brain says Islam as much as it pains me. No, I think they did sign it. Is it signed? Like, for real? Because I, I haven't seen the announcement yet. I think you might it be is. Right. I might have missed that. You might be right. If it's signed, then let's fucking go. Cause... I think it was signed shortly after Charles dominated Darius. I hope so. Because that's when they should have signed it. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, oh, it's tough. It is tough because, like, in a way, I do agree with you. I want Charles to win bad. Absolutely. And I think he can win. I know he can win. I just but, don't think he will. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he will either. Oh, you're right. Dana White did announce it. Makachev, sorry, Makachev, Oliveira two, UFC 294. I think O'Malley and uh, Aljamain is 293. 292. Is Aljamain Sterling and Sean O'Malley. Oh, we get that next. We get that next. Ooh. Can't fucking wait. That's not for a while. 294 is Saturday, October 21st. And yes, we are getting Makachev. Yes. And nice. Oliveira. And we're also getting Chimaev and Paulo Costa. So two really fucking big fights. And that's going to be that a card. fucking hilarious fight. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. Hamzat and Costa. Like, come on, man. Like, again, we're getting spoiled out here. So. Big fights coming up here. Definitely stay tuned because we're going to have all the fucking analysis that you crave, motherfuckers. Yes, sir. In the, in the meantime, what are your final words for your fans tonight, sir? My final words for my fans. Um, If any of you want to get your ass kicked in fantasy, let me know. I'll be more than happy to kick it for you. <laughs> I know you guys have been appreciating the little tips and whatnot. Uh, we'll have more on the way. You know, two former champs got a couple tricks up their sleeves. and Maybe we'll share a couple secrets. Maybe we maybe. won't. Maybe we'll keep it all to ourselves. I don't even know his. He doesn't even know mine. That's how I like um, it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, oh yeah, don't get it twisted. Yeah, with the sleepers and the skips and the people we can't miss, that doesn't mean I'm actually going to do that. I'm just telling you that's what you should do. So, no. <laughs> yes, and also, well, I'll save it for next episode. It was going to be another tip, but I'll just save that one for next episode. We'll save that. <laughs> Man, I appreciate y'all listening to us. I feel like on Facebook, they fuck with our sports shit. On YouTube, they fuck with our like lifestyle, whatever shit. You know, I agree. I think so. Um, so it's it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, man. We got a little why. bit of, of everything for everybody because you know it's on Facebook is a little more visible. If people are watching shit on YouTube, it's kind of a little more sneaky link. So if they want to watch some shit about blowjobs, they don't have to think about it too much. I don't know. I'm just speculating. The point is, we got something for everyone. This is a variety show of the highest order, people. So even if you haven't found something in our, what, 28 episodes now? Mm. We're still cranking some shit out that you might like in the future. So stick with us because we like the variety around you. The variety. The variety. In the meantime, if you are interested in seeing our content, we are on YouTube and Facebook at The Bank Bro Show. We are at Bank Bro Show on Instagram, which, again, we're going to keep getting better at. I promise you. It's coming. We're trying. We're trying a summer vacation. I already told you I got kids who are begging me to do everything under the sun. So we will get you some Instagram shit very soon. But we are also at the show at gmail.com. So hit that inbox. Let us know. Slide in our fucking DMs and shit, man. Because we want to hear from you, especially when it comes to fantasy football, when it comes to your picks for fighting, when it comes to the topics you want to hear us talk about, the questions you want us to answer. We want to hear all of it. Give us content. So we can give you more content that caters yes. to you. And you introduce me, me to your sister or something, yeah. And uh, as always, that man is open for your sisters, your moms, your aunts, your cousins. Just don't Whoever. put him on Tinder because he's not allowed to come back on Tinder. That's yeah, I'm banned. Sorry. Sorry. And he's banned. banned. You know, that's how it goes. All right, sir. Another one of the books. As always. As always. I think we're on a roll right now. Feels kind of good, right? It feels great. Feels great. All right, y'all. Bank Bros are in your city. We are here for you. And as always, you can bank on it. One, two, three.